and you say, hey guys, welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. So I'm Raffi River. I'm Baby Viva. What do you want to talk to them about, Raffi? What do you love? Mommy. Mommy, I hate your Hello friends and welcome to episode 2, season 2 of The Mother Maker, an auditory tune-in for the creative mother. And for those who don't know me, I'm Kat. I've made this podcast for those raising children and raising big visions, those birthing babies and birthing businesses, those dancing between the mother mystic and the mother maker, moving with the surges of creative living and the poetry of their own lives. The mother maker is for the artists, the poets, the writers, the movers and shakers, for the influencers, speakers, coaches, energy workers, for the community creators and homemakers, for the designers, photographers, entrepreneurs and business owners, and for those who create and make intuitively, not as something that they do, but because it's who they are alongside motherhood. In this episode, I speak to my good friend, Melissa Ambrosini, and for those who don't know Melissa, she is uh, the host of a big, beautiful uh, podcast where she is interviewing and having conversations with leaders from around the world. She is an author of four books. Um, maybe you've read one of them, Mastering Your Mean Girl, Comparisonitis and Open Wide. Um, she is a mother to a beautiful little 18-month-old girl, Bambi. And she has had a really big journey in conscious conception uh, fertility and you know having an 18 month journey to conceive her daughter Bambi and then into a empowered home birth and conscious parenting so I'm really excited to speak to her today because she is somebody to me that embodies a bit of harmony regarding you know big entrepreneurship and motherhood and so many of these conversations I've had on Mother Maker so far have been about you know honoring the season and it being okay to slow down with your creativity and you know having a relationship with your creativity that isn't always so go go and on and I really felt called to have a conversation with someone who is on right now within their creativity who is in their business working and creating and launching and being in that energy alongside being extremely present with her daughter and so I thought Mel would be a really great one to talk to because her business has also experienced a lot of success from a fulfillment perspective and also a financial perspective so you know I, I knew that she would be um, embodied in what she was speaking about today so I have chatted to her today a bit about her journey. She was a professional dancer moving into entrepreneurship, how that unfolded for her um, when she decided she also wanted to be a mother because that wasn't always a knowing for her. It was something that she um, had to kind of discover within herself that, yes, she did want to be a mum. We spoke about, um, you know, this... Oh, harmony between business and motherhood and and how to cultivate support we spoke a bit about this conscious conception journey and um a few other things i'm you know what? i'm not going to go all into it into the intro but what i will say is that mel does mention and talk about her holy mama course and program and for those of you who maybe are just listening now or haven't been paying attention to my social media lately 
I have chosen to be an affiliate with Holy Mama. And the reason I've personally chosen to be an affiliate is because obviously like I'm friends with Mel and she's an amazing woman and someone who I really enjoy supporting, but also because I know that everybody has such a unique journey when it comes to preparing to be a mother, conceiving, pregnancy, birth, postpartum. And I also know that it's not black or white. There's never one way to go about it. And for each of us, it's going to be a very unique mashup of what we feel is right for us and then therefore what that's going to like initiate in our lives and most of you would have heard me speaking a lot about how children and motherhood and this made into mother matrescence is is such an initiator for us and so as much as i am like a strong believer in self-trust and knowing that most of the answers we will ever need are inside of us and you know we just need to go and sit in ceremony and be with ourselves and we'll know our natural next steps I also believe that there's been, you know, a sever in the communication lines of of natural education. You know, like we don't, well, like, and I'm speaking obviously very generally here, we don't get taught the things that we would have had we been living within the village. Our grandmothers are not able to pass on as much information as we would have hoped and their grandmothers to them and with social constructs and the industrial revolution and the medical system, you know, all of these things have come in and um, created a lot of murky water. And so even when we go to connect with ourselves, there is so much conditioning to unpack and so much murkiness around that sometimes it's hard to know, you know, what, what do we want to explore and what is holistic and, and which people do I seek information to learn from? And, um, yeah, I just wanted to partner with Holy Mama because the people that Mel has got together from her 19 experts that she has from like world-class experts, you know, Jane Hardwick Collins, who I'm, I'm personally really inspired to learn off for my next pregnancy um especially like the women's rights stuff and and that sort of lineage healing as well and um she oh she's got like so many amazing people i'm not going to go into them all right now but what i want is to be able to through my network offer you this course and it's pulling on mel's personal processes her own journey she's worked with a lot of these experts one-on-one so that's where she's gathered a lot of her information And then she's able to give you access to these experts that usually are not accessible. And then I'm able to give you access to Mel where you may not have heard of Mel before. So that's why I've decided to partner with Holy Mama. And I know that that's not necessarily something that everyone will be looking for, but I know some of you or a lot of you will be really craving community, craving to be connected to other women that are like-minded, same value system, be on this journey of holistic becoming of the mother or becoming again if you've already got children right like and it excites me to feel like so many women are on an intentional journey into motherhood and I know it's not always that way for some of us you know like things happen where it isn't intentional and I really believe that at any moment we can shift into creating and inviting in more intention into our lives so I'll let you get into the podcast thank you for my little space to promo for a second um, I will be putting the link to Holy Mama in the show notes. Cart closes this November 4th, which is like literally what's the date now? November 1st. So I'm recording this on November 1st. It shuts November 4th, 
So if you listen to this and you're like, hey, actually, I do want to be a part of that program. It sounds really amazing. Please do. Like I have done courses throughout my pregnancy with Rafi that like were literally like $600 just for just for like a course on like meditation and whatnot. Like it's so comprehensive and so much value for what you're getting. Um, which is why I felt really good about um, promoting it. So yeah, I'm going to leave the link in the show notes here. I've also got the link in my Instagram uh, bio as well. So please just go find it there. I'm going to be offline for an extended period coming uh, November 5th. So I should be still podcasting. I hope I'm still podcasting. I don't see why I wouldn't be. Um, And I will also have my sub stack. That is something that you can subscribe to for free through my Instagram as well. Uh, The dot cat with a K dot river. If you're not already on there, Um, that's my Instagram. And you can find all all links and anything I ever recommend um, that I'm affiliated with, which Holy Mama is the first thing. And then also Bloom is the second thing that I've ever affiliated with um, through small business. So Yeah, I'm going to let you go and find those where they are. But for now, let's get into the podcast. Hope you enjoy this chat I had with Mel. And um, I'm really excited for up and coming guest speakers that are going to be coming on the podcast. I'm really excited for some some really in-depth chats that are really like digging deep into creativity. Um, So yeah, enjoy this convo and I'll see you in future episodes as well. Bye. Welcome to this episode of Mother Maker. I am very excited to be sharing this episode with my friend Melissa Ambrosini. Hi, Melissa. Welcome. Hi, beauty. Hi. You're just around the corner. We could have done this in person. I literally had the thought about like half an hour ago. I'm like, why are we not recording this in person? Um, so today I'm really excited to have Mel on because Mel is somebody who I feel like I've gotten to witness at least over the last couple of years go from really moving from big business, really, well, like in my opinion, big business (laughs) into mother. And you're somebody who I believe um, creates a lot of harmony within that expression of business and mother. And you highly value um, your entrepreneurship and your vision and feeding and nourishing that vision as if it was a baby. And you also have your daughter as one of your highest values alongside your relationship and your community, which are things I think you put in a lot of energy and time into as well. So um, I wanted to speak to you firstly today because I've done a lot of episodes on, you know, really honoring the season and slowing down and allowing this space for creativity to breathe in our lives. Um, And I was really craving to actually have a conversation that was like, okay, and how can you actually honor when it does feel more fast or honor the fact that you do want to launch things in the world and you do want to be in that creative energy and, you know, in the entrepreneurial business energy alongside motherhood. Um, And so I feel like you're the perfect person right now to be talking to about that. So I'm excited. (laughs) 
Thank you for having me, beautiful. I'm so excited for this conversation because it needs to be had. Mm, it, it does though. It really does because so many people like have this resistance to motherhood thinking that it needs to take away from their other visions and aspirations in their life or they believe that like, you know, it's, it's always a sacrifice, one sacrifice to the other. And like, I'm sure you've got your moments, but overall what I see from you and what I feel from you is that you've just really devoted yourself to both. And you know that, you know, during the day, each takes its own time and all of that. But um, I'm really inspired to see how you've just been like, okay, and I can do both and I can, I can be it. I can have all of the things that I want. So um, I would love for you to start with like a bit about your, your story and your journey, especially because I, I feel like there's probably a whole lot of people who follow me who, who aren't familiar with your journey as well. Yes. So journey, which journey do you want me to share? <laughs> Business? Well, ideally all of them, but yeah, not now. Totally. Which, um, which journey, babe? Okay. Let's begin with your entrepreneurial journey pre-motherhood, right? Like what began you to be self-employed to you know, share your gifts and your passions with the world. And also to the point where it was actually and is really successful, right? Like what got you to that point? And then we can talk about this transition into motherhood and how it's shifted and evolved as well. Yes. Okay. I love this so much. So I feel like I've always been an entrepreneur, always. So my dad um, has had his own business for as long as I can remember. And I remember being maybe in like eight years old and my dad he he had his own he has his own air conditioning business right and he had t-shirts for his employees and i think he got them all printed one time and they rocked up at our house and my brother who is five years younger than me like we were really close like we still are really really close i love and adore him and I made him like one day come with me. We lived in a cul-de-sac. I made him like walk up and down the streets with me, being my model, wearing dad's work <laughs> shirts and like holding up a sign. I think I might've pinned a sign to his shirt that said like medium, uh, small $1, medium $2, <laughs> like large. I don't know why they were different um, prices for the sizes. I don't know why but I just came up with that. And so we walked up and down the street selling dad's shirts and I loved it. Like I loved earning my own money. I loved doing that. And I can remember doing that from, yeah, I was in primary school, probably around eight years old. And I put all of them in my little dolls um, wash basket. So I had like a little trolley with a doll basket and I went up and down the street and I just loved it, babe. And so that was kind of in me from very young. And I remember we, when, I don't know if your school did this, but our school would do like um, competitions where you sell chocolates in your neighborhood. Like, mm -hmm. I can't remember what it's called. And I would get so competitive and be like, I want to sell the most chocolate boxes. And like, I would go up and down my street and yeah, sell all of the chocolates. And so it has been in me for a really long time. I left high school i applied to do a bachelor of business majoring in marketing um, because that's what everyone else was doing in my school and i got accepted into one of the best universities in australia to do that i studied really hard i went to an academic school i didn't go to a creative school which you know my parents like they could have you know they maybe 
could have seen that I was more of a creative and then could have maybe put me in a different school, but they didn't, which is all, it's all perfect. But I went to a very academic school and not a creative school at all, but I was a professional dancer. I loved dancing. I loved singing. I loved acting. I loved all of those things. And I started when I was three years old, I started dancing. Wow. And so when I was uh, 15 and I could legally work, um, I started working professionally and I loved it, but I kind of did it a little bit in secret because no one in my school, like I would take days off to film TV commercials and to like do dancing gigs and like, but it wasn't like something to be proud of because like people didn't really take it seriously, you know? (laughs) So I kind of just like did it privately and didn't talk about it. But when I finished school, I'd applied for this because that's what everyone else did. And I knew I wasn't going to go, but I applied anyway. And I went and also auditioned for one of the best performing arts schools in Australia. I auditioned for two, one in Melbourne and one in Sydney, and I got into both of them. And I moved to Sydney as soon as I, as soon as I finished year 12, when I was 17, to become a professional dancer and actress and TV presenter. And I did that for so many years and I loved it. I danced at the Moulin Rouge in Paris and I lived in Paris for a year. And then I moved to London for two years. And I loved working for myself. I loved being my own boss, having like choosing what, like what I can do, even though in that interest industry, you're, you're still self-employed. You're still on other people's timelines with that sort of stuff, that Mm -hmm. sort of work though. Um, which, which was interesting, but I still loved like being my own, like doing my own thing and my own timeline and things like that. And so, um, once I was in London and I was working and traveling and just loving it, my visa expired and I had to move back to Australia, which I was completely devastated about. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Absolutely just dis- devastated. And I had built, I'd worked two years really hard on building connections there. And I was flourishing in my career there traveling and working nonstop. I was just loving it. I had a boyfriend. I had great friends. I was working. I loved it. Visa expired, had to move back to Australia. I was devastated. My, I had to leave my friends. I had to leave the guy that I was dating. I came back to Australia, um, to nowhere to live. I was living, sleeping on my friend's single fold out, um, bed in her lounge room. This was actually my friend's sister. Um, so her older sister who kind of like took me in, um, the girls that I was friends with back in Australia dumped me and didn't want to be my friends. I had no job and I was really left in such a dark, dark place that I spiraled into depression and I had anxiety and panic attacks and eating issues. And it actually put me in hospital, babe. Wow. And I was in hospital for a week with a whole host of health issues, like chronic fatigue, thyroid problems, like so many health issues, physical and mental health issues. But it was that moment that changed the course of my life because Mm. I was in the hospital and a friend, uh, a new friend that I just recently met, um, sent me a package to the hospital and in it was a book that changed my life. And that book was you can heal your life by Louise Hay. Mm -hmm. And so I was reading this book and I would turn to my mom, my mom and my dad were with me, like no friends came to visit me at the hospital. My mom and my dad were there and 
I turned to them and I was like, mom, why didn't you teach me this stuff? Like, mm. why didn't you teach me? We create our own reality. Like, why didn't you teach me this stuff? And she just kind of rolled her eyes and said, oh, darling, I was doing the best that I could. And yeah, they <laughs> are. They're always doing the best that they can. But that really sparked something within me. And I had this voice come to me when I was in hospital that said, if you get healthy and happy again, you'll live a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I didn't know that at the time, but it was my intuition that said that. Mm. And so I began, the first step I did was I said to myself, okay, I've got to get healthy again. Like, I don't even know what health is. I don't even know what it is because I was trashing my body partying drinking like staying up late junk food galore like just trashing my body and such so, a contrast to now as well my god <laughs> oh my god complete opposite like to the point where like i can't i'm like was that really me like i can't even remember that. <laughs> like like not even a past life like you know different reality you just hop onto a different time track really is <laughs> totally and so that first thing that said, get healthy, get healthy, Melissa, because you can't really do anything without being healthy, get healthy, get happy. So I went and studied nutrition and I became a certified holistic health coach. Mm. And this catapulted my entire career. This is where it all started for me. So I did this nutrition program. I became, I started this thing called a blog. <laughs> and I began sharing what I was learning. And this was in 2011. Oh my God. Yeah. And I began sharing what I was learning on my blog and started seeing clients one on one and started creating passive income through ebooks. Never heard of an ebook, but I made one and then woke up one <laughs> night and I was like, I just made money whilst I was sleeping. Wow. Like that just uh -huh. blew my mind. That was my first introduction, like a $12 ebook called The Path to Wellness. That was my first ever, no, 12 Steps to Wellness, sorry. That was what it was called. And that was it my would have been so progressive in 2011 as well, right? Like now people hear, oh yeah, you got an ebook, like, you know, as does everybody. But in 2011, this would have just been like blowing your freaking world. Totally blowing my mind. And I was like, I just made money whilst I slept. That is wild. That's so cool. And so I created online programs and started doing live events and workshops. And I kept on coaching one-on-one -on -one and I added other certifications to my belt, like a life coach and yoga teacher trainer and meditation teacher and energy healer and all of these different things. And it just kept on snowballing. Then I added books to my repertoire and my podcast and all these sorts of things. And yeah, it's kind of just continued to grow and grow since then mm -hmm. and to where I am today and launching this beautiful program now, Holy Mama. Mm, wow. Yeah, it's big. And actually quickly to go back like a couple of steps to like when you wrote your first book. So what year was your first book published in? 2015 yeah 15. and that that one was mastering your mean girl that was your first one wasn't it yes yeah. mastering your mean girl so what tell me a bit about that like creative process of writing a first book because like I I've like half written a book but like 
God, the Sabbath, like the self-sabotage is so strong and it's stronger than anything I've ever experienced with any other creative pursuit for me. Like it's like all to do with this book of feeling like once it's on paper, you know, it's like stamped in time. And, and because I think, and you would relate to this when you're growing and evolving and learning so quickly and so rapidly, it's kind of hard to feel committed to the words that you've written, knowing that you're probably also going to change after that. Babe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've got a good book that can help you with that. It's called Mastering Your Mingo. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, like I look back and I reread my books and I'm like, did I write that? Like, yeah, I did. But I'm not the same person I was yesterday. Mm. I'm, I'm all, I'm so deeply committed to growth and evolution like you are. And, you know, I think with art, there comes a point of just surrendering and birthing it and letting go of the attachment to it and the ego around it. Like the ego, like I wrote this. It's like I created this. I was the vessel that this came through and now it's the universes. Like mm. it's now it's whoever gets my books and my work, my podcast, my programs in their hands are meant to get them. Like they're meant to get them. And, you know, I still like Mastering Amigo, my first book is still selling like bananas. Like I can't, <laughs> my publishers are just like, this, like for personal development, like this is wild. And I'm like, well, you know, it's just people want it and who, who get, you get it when you need it most. Mm. And so like, for me, if I thought like that, like it's stamped in time, which it is, I would never produce anything. Mm. Like I truly would never produce anything. I would never put a podcast out. And, you know, Brene Brown talks about this all the time. It's like, you're in the arena, you're putting yourself out there. And, you know, people may say things, but like, are they in the arena? Are they, mm. are they putting themselves out there? And I truly like have compassion for people who attack other people, especially online. Like I just am like, you must be in an, in an incredibly dark place within yourself to attack my art or me mm. when, the intention is so pure mm -hmm. and yeah, like, you know, and there, there may be people that say things and you, you just have to have compassion for that because yeah, it's a dark place that they would be in. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And that's probably like one of the bigger things that people get held back by, right? It's like either the self-doubt or the doubt of others. And at the end of the day, it's like, you can't exactly avoid it. So you got to work with it and learn how to like push up against your own um, limit in that sense. So you wrote one in 2015 and then you've got two more, one, two more. So then I've got open wide came next, which is okay. like mastering your mean girl is all about yourself. It's about mastering that inner critic, that inner mean girl inside your head. So mastering your mean girl is very much about your own self-love journey. Then I've got open wide and the subtitle for open wide is a radically real guide to deep love, rocking relationships and soulful sex. So once you've mastered your mean girl, you then move on to mastering your relationships. Um, and then next we had purposeful, which is actually an audible original. So it's not a print book. It is an audible original book. 
Mm. You can only get it on Audible. That is all about finding your purpose. And then comparisonitis, which is something that um, I launched that last year, which is something that, you know, every single human being suffers from comparisonitis. And it was such a timely book. And um, I mean, I reread it myself because I'm like, whoa, I need, I need a refresher. I need mm-hmm. to remind myself. Um, so that's called um, comparisonitis, how to stop comparing yourself to others and be genuinely happy. And then Nick and I, Nick is my husband, um, who is a musician, Nick Broadhurst, an incredible musician and also an entrepreneur. And he, him and I wrote a book together, which we've just handed in. And that is all about, basically without giving too much away, <laughs> it is about how we spend our life like where we spend our time, reclaiming our time, and then making the most of this one beautiful life Mm. that we get given. Mm -hmm. And so we wrote that together and that's coming out next year. But I love writing books. I absolutely love writing books. It is a big process. Um, And I love creating programs and I love doing my podcast. And I know for me, like creativity is so important. Like I've often like, sat with the thought and contemplated being solely a mum. Like, I'm like, okay, is that for me? Is being solely a mama for me? And it's not for me. It's not. Mm -hmm. And that like, I feel like there's solely mums, there's solely biz babes, and then there's people like me that do both. And that fuels me and that feels really good for me. And they're all amazing. Like they're all amazing. And you got to do what feels right and true for you. But what I do know is like, we all have creativity in us and it needs to be expressed and you can express it in the way that you cook. You can express it in the way that you do yoga, the way that you move in the kitchen when no one's watching, you can express it in the way that you fold the clothes. Like there's no rules here, but like creativity has to be expressed through us. And we all have it. Every single human being has creativity in them and how you let it out is totally individual to each of us, but it does need to come out because when it is suppressed, that's when like resentment builds. Mm, Yeah. And it's literally like if creativity is your life force energy as well, right? Like suppressing your life force is only going to create like such dissonance within the body and you know, then it turns into resentment or it turns into just like this stagnancy in our life. And then that, you know, on flows into mental health or physical health and all of the things. Um, Okay. So you did all of these amazing, beautiful business things and creative things like writing books and starting podcasts and not only starting a podcast, but like creating an amazing podcast as well, where you, you know, having really high class conversations with amazing leaders around the world. Like it's a, it's a big deal podcast um and then you were like okay I want to have a baby so what like shifted that for you because I've heard you um share bits and pieces of your story in the past where you weren't sure initially if you wanted to have children and then you got to a point where you decided okay actually I I also want to be a mom alongside all of these like business babies that you'd had birthed and so what was that like pivotal moment for you there so when I met my husband in, uh, in 2013, I met my husband. Well, we'd known each other for three years before that, but he was in a relationship and I was in a relationship. And 
I would say when I was in that relationship, I don't want to get married and I didn't want to have babies. And that's because I wasn't with my one. And then I got with my husband and I was like, I'm going to marry him and I'm going to have these babies. And for those that know our story, have read it in open wide or listened to it on my podcast, you'll know that we got engaged after two weeks. (laughs) And then we got married five and a half months later. And that was almost 10 years ago now. So yeah, it's just wild. And I knew like people would say to me, when you know, you know, and I was like, whatever, that is the biggest load of BS. And then when I got with him, I was like, I know, (laughs) like, that's what everyone was talking about. Not everyone. Sorry. That's what some of my friends were talking about. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. I now know. And so we always knew that one day we would have children. Um, but I didn't have any like feeling about it. I just was like, one day we'll do it. I didn't really think too much about it because we were building our careers. And then literally fast forward. So we were in conscious conception for 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Go to October, 2018. I wake up one morning I rolled over to Nick and I said, I'm ready. Mm. And he was like, just like that. And I said, just like that. That maternal switch was turned on within me. And I had never, like, I know you, babe, you like came out of the womb wanting babies. (laughs) Like, I wasn't like that. I didn't have that, you know? And so I was always like, is this for me? I don't know. But then I had that moment where I was like, oh, that my heart started yearning, you know, Mm. it started yearning for babies. And um, did you have many people in your community at that point who had had children or were you like one of the first kind of within your networks to really like have children, you know, like was it in your field already? Not really, not really. Like all of my school friends back home, yeah, they were like on to their third kid. Like, yes, all my school friends, yes, but like not my um, newer friendships um, or my like entrepreneurial friendships, like they Mm. weren't. Yeah, Um, it does make a difference, doesn't it? When you, when say if you're in the entrepreneurial space to be able to look at examples of women who are doing it, like, yeah, you can be entrepreneurial and have beautiful connected relationships with your children and birth babies as well. Because I feel like, I got to witness so many women do that before me that I had like that faith that I'm like, oh, well, of course I can do it too. But when you're one of the first, I can totally understand why it feels like a bit more flying blind. Am I going to make this jump into motherhood and not sure how everything's going to land? Yes, absolutely. And it was, yeah, it was so big. And I forgot to also mention that in 2013, I became an instant mom. I have a bonus son. I have a stepson. Mm who is 16, right? And this was, he was seven when I first met him. So like I became an instant mum, which was so challenging. Like it, it, it stretched me so much. It fought, like it catapulted so much personal development for me. Um, But it's, like that didn't make me go, oh, I want to have babies. Like I still was just like building my career, building my career. Nick was launching his albums and, you know, all of that stuff. So I became a, a stepmom 
and became obsessed with learning about conscious parenting and pregnancy and birth and empowered birth, orgasmic births, blissful postpartums, conscious conception. I was studying all of this from 2013 because I knew that one day we would have a baby. I was obsessed. I, I began my trimester zero, my conscious conception journey in 2013. I started mm-hmm. detoxing and priming my body and same with Nick. And so then fast forward to that moment where I woke up and I was like, I'm ready. Um, we were doing a cleanse at that time. So we decided to wait till January, 2019. We had a beautiful ceremony like meditation called on her spirit we knew she was a girl we had her name we actually had her name from like 2013 we had her oh name oh my god um she her, she told us both her name in a meditation in the same meditation and we came oh, out separately. of the meditation oh my god really and we came out of the meditation neither of us can remember who said it first but we it both ca- it came to us in this meditation i got full goosebumps Oh. And she told us her name and we were just like, yep, that's it. So we've had her name since then. I like am so here for spirit baby stuff. I feel like that's like a, obviously a whole other conversation, but my God, like when I hear about these children speaking well before their time, I'm just so into it. Oh, oh babe, they're amazing. Like my next two are already talking to me and they started talking really loud when Bambi arrived. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, right here here we are like we're here we're ready and i was like okay okay (laughs) so like i talked to them both as well um and yeah it's really beautiful to to have that connection and we all can Mm -hmm. have that um spirit babies is an incredible book if you haven't read it yeah one of my top recommendations for for all women wanting to be mothers read it it's incredible absolutely so January 2019, we set the stage. We had a beautiful ceremony. We were very intentional. And it didn't happen, babe. And I was so shocked and so perplexed. I was like, what do you mean? I have been preparing for this for six years. What do you mean it, it's not happening? Like I truly thought we'd get pregnant first time. I had no mm-hmm. fear, zero fear around it. I was like, I'm so healthy, this will happen. And it didn't. And then it didn't the next month and then the next month and then the next month. And that went on for 18 months. 18 of the longest, hardest, gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching months of my life, like the hardest thing I have been through. The yearning to be a mother was so deep within me that every month when I would get my period, I would just wail. Like, and I would, this one time I remember I was on the lounge room floor crying my eyes out and I felt all of my ancestors behind me, all of the women who have ever struggled to have a baby, all behind me with their hand on my back, like just there with me going, we got you. And it was so big. And I felt like I was crying on behalf of all of them. Mm. And so the journey, you know, and, and all through that 18 months, I was continuously consciously, like conscious conception. I was 
I was priming my body and my mind and my spirit. I was doing all of that. I was doing all of this in silence because I didn't want to share it on social media because I didn't want anyone's opinion because mm. I knew that this was a spiritual assignment for me. So I just went inward and really did the internal work, the healing of the inner child work, the red thread lineage work. It was so big, like, oh, the purging, it was huge, right? Mm -hmm. And then we got pregnant and, you know, from 2013, when I became obsessed with learning about conscious conception and pregnancy and birth and orgasmic birth and all of these things, Nick said to me back then, he said, you're going to write a book about this one day. And I was like, yeah, I am. So I started taking notes on everything that I was doing. So this is what is inside Holy Mama. Mm. Like 10 years of my notes, my personal experience, everything that I have researched and learned, it's all inside the program. And I'm taking you live through this eight week program um, on conscious conception, pregnancy, birth, empowered birthing, postpartum and conscious parenting. And you get all of my lessons and my teachings and a Q&A with me each week um, for each module, sorry. And then you also get, I've brought in 19 of the world's best guest experts on these topics, the doctors, the scientists, the, the midwives, the shamans, the doulas, the lactation experts, the pelvic floor specialists, mm -hmm. everyone is inside this program. And it's now here, it's birthed, it's here. And I knew I was going to share something about it. I, I thought the book would come first, but the program, Holy Mama was like tapping and was like, this is next, this is it. And it's so interesting because I, once you birth, as you know, you unlock this creative treasure chest, sorry, creative treasure chest. <laughs> inside your womb like you birth a baby and you've just unlocked something within you mm -hmm. and a doula once said that to me she said when you when you birth a baby you um you get the key to treasure and i didn't understand what she meant and now i know like i mm -hmm. know what she meant now and you you truly do and so like a year postpart i gave myself a really beautiful postpartum experience but about a year after so she's now a year and a half just over a year and a half and about you know 11 months postpartum i started having like that treasure chest like open up a lot and was like this creative idea this this and i literally could not keep up with all of the creative ideas that were coming through mm -hmm. i was writing them all down and I was just like, whoa, okay. I was like, shoo, 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 shoo. Like all of these ideas just coming to me. And I was like, well, what one next? Like, what is it next? And for literally about three months, I sat in meditation with my hands on my womb. And I would say, show me what's next. Show me what's next. Show me what's next. Because I felt a little bit overwhelmed and confused. I was like, there's so many ideas. Mm -hmm. What, like, I feel passionate about all of them show me, guide me, 
to what is next. And then this program, it was like this program, Holy Mama, the program is next. This is what you have to birth into the world Mm -hmm. because we need more empowered women to raise the empowered children that are coming through right now on this planet. These next generation children are light workers. They are game changers and they need empowered mamas. And that's what this program teaches. It teaches you how to become an empowered woman through every phase of this motherhood journey and how to integrate the body, the mind and the soul into everything that you do. Absolutely. And I love that you were just sharing then about, you know, like when you open up that like womb treasure chest and the the ideas coming through, because I can relate to that, like having so many ideas and just your ability to then kind of rendezvous with each of them like, well, what's next? And actually sitting in ceremony with this creativity and with these ideas and requesting them the like the clarity that you need and because with holy mama it's it really sounds and feels as though it's like beyond you and it's moving through you because you're just the vessel for it and you have the passion and you have your lived experience which it gets to pull on and then you've also you know worked hard at creating a network of valuable people as well who you can um integrate into it all and now you get to like, like you're saying with the book, you get to go put it out into the world and now it's the world's. It's just coming through you. And I love that because your own personal magic is just so infused in Holy Mama. And, you know, I feel lucky because I've got to have more behind the scene conversations with you about Holy Mama, but also you as a person and, and what you have to offer the world. And I get to witness in ways that you get to mother Bambi and how you run aspects of your business and how you relate with Nick. And also I get to witness how you show up in your community. And that's something that, you know, we won't obviously go into heaps into this podcast, but like a real high value I see for you is just going above and beyond for the people in your life and um, just so much time and energy. And I feel like those who, you know, take the time and choose to invest in something like Holy Mama, they're going to get that version of you, right? Like that version of you that is just so willing to go above and beyond um, because now they're coming into your circle. They're, they're into your holding nest and they get like Mama Mel to just like guide them through this. And I'm like a massive advocate for women trusting themselves and, and so many answers are absolutely within us and also within the society that we're raised in and the conditioning that we all are subject to as women. And like, I feel as though so much of our self-connection gets lost in that. And it has to come from this remembering again. And also so much of education and information that within the village should be so readily available. It should have been passed down from us, from our grandmothers and our grandmothers before them and learning from the aunties and the uncles and everybody within the village it's not there anymore it's been severed and so even though um I I believe so many people can want to get back to that space where all of this sort of information that you're offering in Holy Mama is you know just part of what we know deep down a lot of it's not and like I feel like it's important to also just address that as a point of like it's absolutely okay and worth going and seeking this information and so many people are on different journeys and that's why I really trust that this is going to land for a certain, certain people, because this is where they're ready to, to absorb this sort of education. Right. And before Rafi, I was like, like you obsessed with it. I loved it. I love learning about spirit babies and pre-birth communication and the spiritual, mental, emotional, physical connection to these children, because I was like, there is nothing better to invest my time and energy in. If I, if I want to become a mom. 
Totally. Amen. I just want to say that Nick said to me last night, he said, there is nothing more important than bringing your children earthside and investing in yourself and your, your education. And yeah, there's, he's like, is there anything more important? Mm. Like really than your health and your happiness and your children's health and happiness? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, and your partner, of course. But like, you're the one birthing this baby, building this baby. There's nothing more important. So sorry to mm-hmm. cut you off, but I just no, wanted to absolutely. echo that. It, it so is. And like, even though, for example, even with Holy Mama or even just the philosophy of, okay, let's prepare for our children, prepare for this journey into motherhood. It's so much more like multi-layer than people even realize, right? Because there's firstly, okay, of course, maybe you're initiated by wanting to prepare for your children, but for most women, their fertility is actually a marker for their entire health and well-being beyond having children, right? Like fertility isn't just about having children. Fertility is for a woman, your ability to, let's say, be healthy as a whole. And so to zone in on your fertility as a center point for well-being is actually like so much bigger than just motherhood. And then, you know, when you're looking at um, like what you were talking about in your workshop the other day about epigenetics and activating these different aspects of our well-being, like this is going into our, our granddaughters and that's where it's really beginning. And so it's so much bigger than, okay, here, here's a course with some good information, like, but you, people don't, not obviously everybody, but like a lot of people don't understand the depth that this actually goes. It's mm-hmm. so much more beyond just, okay, I'm going to go and prepare for a baby or I've had a baby and I'm going to learn some conscious parenting skills. It's like, this is what ripples through the generations to come and is what creates a lot of change. And the more intentional we can be about our process and at the same time, moving into self-trust, the more um, ceremony that's invited into the entire journey and therefore then our ability to be in reverence to the challenges and the joy of parenthood moving forward as well. Yes, absolutely. It is like one of the most magical things we will do. It's probably the most magical thing we will do in this lifetime Mm -hmm. is create a baby and birth a baby. Like, I think it is pure magic like magic that our body knows exactly what to do and and how to grow fingers and toes and like you don't have to tell your body okay body now grow the fingernails like you don't have Mm -hmm. to do that it just does it and then it births the baby like that is pure magic absolute Mm -hmm. magic and yes fertility is not just about making babies it's about our health and mental health and happiness and balanced hormones and you know, we need to be really teaching, you know, girls this as soon as they get their period. We need to be teaching them about um, balancing their hormones and tracking their cycle and how, you know, beautiful their bodies are and mm-hmm. self-love. Like we need to be teaching all of that stuff as early as possible. I definitely Absolutely. wasn't taught that and and I wish I was, but you know, it's never too late to learn this stuff or to pass it on to your children now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then literally become the ancestors that we want to see in the world, right? Like become those wisdom keepers that can pass on that information to those to come. Um, I had, because I know you're going to have to go real soon. So I had just one more question to finish up um, and then I'll I'll record like 
outro intro separately. Um, but I wanted to kind of come back now, like full circle into this like creative process of moving from your entrepreneurship pre-baby to birth conception that obviously taking out like a real massive focus in your life, then having Bambi, being in the embodiment of motherhood, how did that change your work? How did that change your vision for your life? And how did that um, change even like your creative processes? Like how are you finding this like holistic harmony with motherhood and business and creativity? Mm -hmm. So the first thing I want to say is there is no such thing as, as perfect balance and striving for perfect, like the scales to be perfectly even in your work life and your, your mothering, like that is just setting you up for comparison, comparisonitis. And when we want to delete the word perfect, we want to delete the balance. We want to delete, you know, all of those words out of our, our, out of our vocabulary. You know, when you choose, and I chose to do this dance between motherhood and business, and I've chosen that, um, it is a dance. It is a dance. It's not a perfect balance. It's a dance. And I am very intentional about how I do that dance because I never want my daughter to feel like second best ever i don't ever want her to feel like that and and i want her to see her mama doing and creating things that she loves and living her dharma so it's a dance i've become so much more productive since having a baby like i have blocks where i work and they are my work times so and and that's when i work and then when i'm with her i'm with her and when i'm working i'm working and i just allow myself to be messy you know coming from i'm a very organized person babe <laughs> i am like super neat and tidy you've been to my house you know what i'm like i am like you know since having bambi I've had to be a bit more messy and I'm like, okay, so physically like my space is messier, but that's okay. But like, like not ticking off everything off my to-do list, not getting everything done in the day. Like I would have pre-baby is okay. Mm. It's okay. You know, it's okay. And trying to work. So when I came back from maternity leave, I tried to work the same way that I was working pre-baby and still had those same expectations on myself to like get everything on my to-do list done in my work that day and get my inbox to zero in a day and do all of my writing and creating. And then I was like, hang on a second here. Hold up. Not possible. I have a toddler not possible to do that mm. and that's okay and so some days it flows really well and i do get everything done on my to-do list and some days it doesn't and that's okay and just having that conversation with myself and being kind and gentle with myself and like saying to myself melissa it looks different now stop trying to work the same way that you were working before she was here mm -hmm. this is new and different and it's a whole new dance that you've got to do. And so I've just really allowed myself to be a beginner 
like and everything that I'm doing, I've never launched a program with a toddler. It's new, mm, never done absolutely. it before in my life. Like I'm, I like everything is new. I am new, I am new. I am a new me, a new upgraded me. Everything that I do, especially like as a first time mom, as a first time mom, like everything is new and so, I give myself some grace, you know, I've never traveled on a plane with a toddler. That's new. I've never done a seven hour road trip with a toddler. That was new. You know, like, you know, there's so many different things. And so we really need to be kind and compassionate with ourselves Mm -hmm. and get creative with how we work. And I've got to say this, get support you get support from your partner, from your friends, from your in-laws, from your parents, from a babysitter, a nanny, a cleaner, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever support you desire, call on it, you know, call on that support. Ask a friend to take your baby for one hour so you can record the podcast or whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. but you know, support each other. And this is another reason why I created Holy Mama because we don't have to do this journey on our own. And in fact, I would highly recommend that you don't even try to do it on your own. (laughs) Mm. Like that is just crazy. I like, I am not afraid to ask for help. We need to master our mean girl who will say, you can't possibly ask for help. Master that, be okay with receiving and get support in your business, your personal life, so that you can really flourish. And that's why, you know, the community in Holy Mama, it's just so beautiful. The women in there are so beautiful and supportive. And that's, you know, having a community whilst you're pregnant on the same journey, on the same page is invaluable. For Mm -hmm. me, it was invaluable in my process, in my pregnancy. And now even today, I have a group chat with, um, six other mothers who we all birthed within the few months of each other. And um, one of them is actually coming over this afternoon with her daughter, who's four weeks older than Bambi. <laughs> and, you know, it's just so beautiful to have that support. Hey, is your, what's your, like the other day I was like, okay, cool. What's everyone's babies sleeping in at the moment at night? Are you still in a 2.5 tog or are you gone down to like a 1.5? Like, you know what I mean? Like just to have that support. Mm-hmm. And to bounce off people with that similar value system, right? Because yes. like we can have support, but it be not actually aligned with our value system. And it's actually really hard to feel connected within motherhood in that space. And so I I feel like one of the best things you can do to kind of like protect your own motherhood and not to say to never have diversity within conversations and within relationships, but to really like wrap up your motherhood in a big, beautiful, cozy blanket and be like, yeah, yeah. Like we're actually on the same page with how we want to roughly raise our children and experience pregnancy or you know to even be able to go through conscious conception with another woman to know yeah we're both actually doing a detox or nourishing our body or connecting meditation to our spiritual spirit children like that's just such a beautiful and you do look back on it because I've got women who I was talking to like years ago when I was in the conception phase with Rafi and like it's now core memory at the time I didn't know, (laughs) but it's like such a wholesome experience to be able to feel connected in that way as well. A hundred percent. And that's what this community in Holy Mama 
can offer, you know, where, whatever phase you're in, if you're in the conscious conception phase, if you're pregnant, you'll find people pregnant in the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you've just birthed, if you're in your postpartum, if you are on the conscious parenting journey and you, you know, you want to maybe in a few years have your next one, like you will find people on the same page as you and at the same point as you mm-hmm. that is just invaluable and you know if you want to have a different experience an experience that is empowering an experience that is your birthright that is available to you that we're all worthy of that we all deserve that we all desire this is the program that can help you get there mm-hmm. absolutely and I'll, I'll be putting the links and everything in show notes and I'll talk about it in the intro as well so that people um, know that this is somewhere that they can come and learn. So thank you so much, Mel, for your time. I just want to really honor your time because I know that you, this last few weeks has been um, <laughs> crazy for you, but um, also I'm sure fulfilling and nourishing in many different ways as well. So just thank you so much for your time and for jumping on today. Um, and I'll probably see you at the beach on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And let's do another conversation. I'd love to keep this conversation going. And um, yeah, I'm just so grateful to you, honey, and all of the work that you do in the world to support women. And, you know, something, one of the many things I love about you is you show women how good it can be. Mm-hmm. You show women how good your relationship can be you you show women how good parenting can be you show women how to express their creativity and you you share it all and i think you're such a beautiful beautiful model for how good it can be and changing the narrative and creating what you really want in your motherhood journey and i just i love that's one of the many many things that i love about you (laughs) Thank you, beautiful woman. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your evening, your day, afternoon. Oh my God, what even is it? <laughs> and I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> mm-hmm.